Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Broadsword, and we are here today to talk about DC Comics. This week, we're delving into the story behind Neil Before Zod number one, cover dated March of 2024. The issue was written by Joe Casey and illustrated by Dan McDade. I hope I'm saying his name right. If you haven't read the issue yet, please do so before listening to this podcast. Today is January 10th, 2024, and this is the DC Comics History Cast. Let's go! By way of introduction, this is not an attempt to tell you what you should be reading. That's already being done elsewhere and done well. Nor is it an attempt to review comic books, although I might do a little of both of those along the way. I'm here to help you fill in the gaps in your knowledge so that you get the most enjoyment possible out of your readings of DC's comic books. Each week, I'm going to take one book from DC's output for that week and break down everything you need to know about the characters, references, and events in that issue. Advance warning, there are sure to be spoilers. Now, Zod is probably best known as the villain from a couple of Superman's theatrical adventures. Namely, 1980's Superman 2 and 2013's Man of Steel. In fact, the title of this comic series comes from a line of dialogue in the former of those two films. Based on having viewed those movies, many of you might have a loose grasp on Zod's origins, but how we got from there to here, to the beginning of this issue in the current timeline, is another matter entirely. We first need to talk about 2022's World of Krypton, Volume 3, Issue 6. Especially Issue 6, the whole series, really. But Issue 6 was the last issue of that miniseries by writer Robert Venditti and artist Michael Avon Oming. In that issue, we see that Zod was not sentenced to the Phantom Zone by Krypton's rulers as punishment for staging a failed coup, as was previously the case but was actually put there as a final option by Kal-El's father, Jor-El, who was embroiled in a conflict with the general. This would lead to Zod's intense hatred of Jor-El and, of course, Superman. Krypton was then destroyed, just like we all remember. Zod would eventually escape from the Phantom Zone and would bounce around the DCU from Suicide Squad to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Superman's own title, the Batman Superman book, and so on. The result of these appearances is that Zod is now in possession of the remnants of the bottled city of Kandor. He also has, courtesy of the United Planets, an outpost on a planet named Jakul, or as it has been called more recently, New Kandor. The first page of the issue finds General Zod watching a computer give details on sunstone harvest and census results before he is visited by an apparition of his nemesis, Jor-El. Now, I greatly enjoyed the appearance of Jor-El here, who showed up wearing his original green outfit from the Bronze Age, specifically from the 1979 World of Krypton miniseries, Volume 1 of that title, the first such miniseries in American comic book history. Zod here essentially has a debate with his own self regarding his fitness to lead New Kandor, before being interrupted by the Eradicator, asking who he is talking to. Zod then realizes that there is no one there. Let's just say the pressure is getting to him. On the following pages, we find Zod and his wife, Ursa, and two pieces of important information are given in short order. 
The first is that Zod and Ursa are involved in the forced evolution of Jakul's natives. The second is that Ursa is pregnant again. Readers of the Superman books back in 2009 and 2010 will recall that Zod and Ursa already have one son, Lor Zod. In the last Sun storyline by Richard Donner and Jeff Johns, as well as the world of New Krypton arc that followed by a whole passel of writers, Lorzad was a hero, and fortunately that is no longer the case in this new frame of reference, as we are about to see. But back to Neil before Zod. Page 7 has General Zod in the Forbidden Sector, confronting his adolescent son Lorzad, who seems to be acting out in order to get some attention from his father. A fight ensues, and, in a fit of rage, Lorzad strikes out at his father with his heat vision, burning an S over the symbol of Z on the general's chest, recalling the symbol of the hated house of El. More fighting follows, and before our heads finish spinning from the action, General Zod has banished Lorzad from New Candor, telling the young man that he is no longer welcome there. Lorzad flies off as the general watches disapprovingly. Now, I would be amazed if Lorazad does not rear his head once again before this series ends, ostensibly with issue 12. We next see General Zod brooding while watching over the bottled city of Kandor, revealing that those who remain in the city are in stasis, but will be revived soon to populate the planet of New Kandor. Ursa reveals that she disapproves of the manner in which Zod sent their son away. But their disagreement is interrupted by the Eradicator's announcement that the planet is under attack. A couple of pages later, we are treated to the sight of Zod completely and brutally annihilating the invaders, who are revealed to be Kunz, longtime jerks of DC's outer space backdrop. General Zod tears through the aliens, clearly releasing some of his frustration as he protects the planet that he views as his. As Neil Before Zod, issue number one winds down, General Zod is visited by holograms of the rulers of the United Planets. Now, I mentioned the United Planets earlier, but if you're not familiar, I should let you know that they are the ruling body in the Legion of Superheroes time period, that being the 30th and 31st centuries. So, they were first established in our time period by Brian Michael Bendis, the writer, in issue 15 of Superman's 2019 series. That, of course, was a very important issue because it did detail the establishment of the United Planets in our time period for the first time. I love the Legion of Superheroes, and anything that relates to them is a treat for me. So I did get a, a little joy out of seeing the, the United Planets leaders in that issue. In this issue, I should say. General Zod is visited by holograms of the rulers of the United Planets, including one guy who appears to be a Durlin, and another gent that looks like Sardath from Adam Strange's planet Ran. He refutes their perceived meddling and tells them that any trouble on New Candor is his business and not theirs, and, basically, that they should butt out. On the last page of the issue, we see that the Kryptonians namely Zod, Ursa, and the Eradicator, are torturing the Kunds who have been captured by General Zod. The next issue blurb promises the invasion of New Kandor. So there you have it. That's my rundown of Neil Before Zod number one. Next, we're going to have our regular little chat with Bethany, and she's going to ask us some questions about this issue. So, Bethany, what's on your mind this week? Okay, so you've got the city in a bottle, and it's going to be interesting to see how the citizens feel when they wake up and 
they have an overlord. <laughs> that is a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, because they weren't, he wasn't in any kind of power over them previously. Well, he was. He was like head of. The military. Yeah, head of the military. Right. But he wasn't like the boss or the. No, he wasn't in charge of the yeah, plan. He wasn't the anything. head daddy rabbit. He wasn't the president or anything. Right. Or, or king or anything like no, that. No, he wasn't the head daddy rabbit. So. He had some, some power. I mean, he was, he was pretty powerful. Okay. But would they have politically? Even... I mean, okay. So he was had some political power. So people yes. would have known he was a big he was a big guy. Yes, he's a big fish. Yes. Okay. Um, I wonder what he's going to tell them. I wonder. That's because... a good point. But yeah, so he's got this plan in his head, and I'll admit, he's he's not stupid. Uh, no, by he's any not stretch stupid. of the imagination, no, he's, he's a pretty stupid. smart guy. Um, so he may have it already figured out, but I assume, and this is an assumption, I assume that you know they're going to wake up and they're going to have powers. the The planet Jakul that they're on has apparently a double yellow sun. Oh, so I don't know if that's going to make them even more powerful. Well, is that why Zod picked it? I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, okay. Um, that's interesting. So they're going to be double, they might be doubly powerful. Perhaps. Perhaps, we don't know. Uh, which is probably the reason why Zod picked it, because that sounds like something he would do. It does. Um, but they're going to have powers. So depending on what his plan is, it could go sour for him. How so? Um, it depends on what he wants them to do. You know, everybody's got their own morals, and they had their own way of doing things on Krypton. And being part of a dictatorship wasn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, they've always been very, uh, you know, traditions are always very important to them, or have been in the past. And they're very intelligent. They've got very intelligent, you know, sciences. And, you know, the, the people aren't stupid. No, um but neither is Zod. But neither is Zod. But you... Somebody somehow, and more than one, are going to see through him. And they're going to see that he's a jerk. Speaking of jerks, what did you think of the appearance of the cuns in this episode? Okay, this that's, that's something I was going to say. You know, I absolutely detest Zod. Okay, you know, <laughs> don't like him. We'll never like him. Um, and every time I've been sympathetic towards him in any way, man, he just ruins it. You know, it's like, yep, tricked me again, you know, and <laughs> he's an absolute jerk. Can't stand him. Yes. But you know what? I was all about that Zod when he was kicking Kun's butts. <laughs> I was enjoying that. You know, that was fun, wasn't it? It was. It's one thing. I don't know why there's a difference, but there seems to be there's a difference in how I feel about somebody who is doing something for a plan that they have. You know, it's it's methodical. It's part of how they feel they need to reach their end goal. So there's a reason behind doing something. The cuns just like to tear things up. Yeah, they're nasty. They just like to destroy everything they touch. And they do it just for the fun of it. And they just make me so mad. And I'm just like, so I was not upset at all <laughs> about how he handled the cuns. Um Although I, I did feel a little bit bad for the guy that was about to be tortured. 
because um, I'm sure nobody knows how to torture quite like Zod, I bet. That's, that didn't, I didn't have a problem with that because they're always doing that stuff. And it's anybody weaker than them. Well, I think that they thought they were going to have easy pickings with this planet. Yeah. They, they, well, obviously, they only ever go pick on somebody that's easy pickings. Yeah. Ever. They're just like the ultimate bully. They are. They are a bunch of bullies. That's exactly what they are. They're a bunch of bullies. And they only pick on people that are smaller than them. Yeah. They never pick on anybody that's their equal or above. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, he wiped the floor with them, I'm perfectly happy with. <laughs> that was pretty satisfying, I have to confess. It, it was. So, I yeah. I have to admit. But I, I don't like him in general. I don't like him. Um, but like I said, in the times past, in some of the things we've read, he does have some redeeming qualities, which is usually how he gets you suckered in, you know, because he does have some redeeming qualities. Yeah. Um, but he always suckers you, you know. He always, he, he kind of, in a sense, is Batman-esque in that way, that he always has like a plan. Yes. And it's usually not to your benefit. Usually not. And, and you know, I think one of the reasons why he's a very interesting bad guy because he does have a reason for the things that he does. He truly believes that what he's doing is for the best. Yes, I that agree. He he truly cares about his people. Of course, his love for you will kill you. <laughs> you know, he it's one yes. of those situations. It's like please don't love me so much. Um but he does have that. He does think that this is the right way and he does not think that unity and uh, trying to uh, adopt peace and peaceful measures, he he honestly, truly doesn't believe that works. And well, he's very realistic in that way. Because um, in the real world, I don't think that bad guys think of themselves as bad guys. Right, exactly. And he does not think of himself as a bad guy. No. At all. No. And this issue, they were really pushing the whole, it is our purpose to lead. We have a divine right because they're better than everybody else. So when somebody starts talking manifest destiny, divine right, things of that nature, you got to watch out. It's a weird tradition to just throw the sun out. I I thought, okay, (laughs) have fun. I guess, yeah. Yeah, Just going to put you here and have a nice, you know, try to survive it. If you survive it, great. You know? If you don't, that's okay, too. Yeah, you know. Like, <laughs> if you survive it, I'm proud of you, son. If you don't survive it, well, you know, you're not mine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, kid's going to be a problem. The question is, is who is he going to be a problem for? Is he going to be a problem for everybody, including Zod <laughs> and everybody else? Or is he going to be a problem for Zod? Or is he just going to be a problem for us? Us it meaning, could go, you know, Earth. Yeah, it could go any way. Yeah, it really could. And it could go all of those ways at one point and mm-hmm. just switch up. You yeah. never know, but he's going to be a problem. I agree. It's it's a, it's a interesting that he's seen Jarell though. I wonder why that's coming up for him. Because, you know, Jarell's keeps talking to him, or at least uh, like I feel like that if Jarell were there, that's exactly what he would say. Um, so it, it's, I think it's interesting they gave him his own, has, has, has Zod ever had his own series before? This is the first Zod solo series. Okay. So, it, like I said, it, it's going to be interesting. And I'm interested to see 
if his plans uh, go exactly the way he wants them to. Well, you know, in the soap opera world of comic books, plans very rarely go as... Even if they look like they're going exactly as they... Are intended there's, to. <laughs> there's something, yeah. But there's all kinds of ways that this can go a little crazy. And then, obviously, he's doing something with the uh, with the locals. So he's turning them into soldiers, I think. I think so. So he's building an army and an ultimate clearly, weapon. Clearly. But right. if he's got this ultimate weapon, that's not mutually assured destruction. <laughs> that's I will destroy you. It's like, it's like he's building the Death Star. Yes. Um, you know, it's probably a planet-destroying weapon, I have a, a hunch. And the weapon's based on the, you know, the planet's energy. So, you know, the question is, is if he uses it, maybe it is mutually destructive. Because if he uses it and it sucks all the planet's energy out... He'll destroy the planet. So maybe it is mutually destruction. That's a good point. Uh, I destroy you, I destroy myself. Yeah. How's that for a metaphor? Now, the United Planets, that's interesting. I'm trying to remember. The only time I remember the United Planets is uh, like from the Legion. No, the United Planets has not existed in our current age until 2019 um so i didn't remember there being a a united planet so it's to me this seems so early you know 2019 it just seems to be so early to have a united planets so weird because we're so not near that now not there right we're so not there (laughs) yeah so it's just weird to see it in this and not have this be like a future thing you know because it's not well, I I think, based on what I've read, the United Planets is not something that the average human being on Earth is aware of. Superman is our emissary to the United Planets. So it's something that he and his family deal with. And I don't think it's something that, for instance, you or I would even know about. What about, like, uh, world leaders? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I, I get that feeling. Okay. Just a quick note, if it seemed like we were ahead of schedule with this episode, it's because we were behind schedule with the first episode, and so we're playing catch-up. Now, next week, episode three will be out on Monday, and then the Monday of every week following that, we'll have a new episode out. So keep listening, and thanks for tuning in. Take care.